Hi there, welcome to episode 21, you legends! Yeah. Two-parter. Now, to open the second crisp, the sequel, we're going to go with something big. Emily, in the 1980s, there was something called Golden Wonder. Right. So here we go. Curry, chip shop curry flavour, chippies from Golden Wonder. Did you buy these? Yeah, I did, yeah. Why? Well, because I know you like the sticks. Oh, I do love the sticks. Right? And then I saw that they had, and I was going to get you the sticks, and then... Cutting cabbage, I'm making coleslaw. Cutting cabbage, a new album. I know you like the sticks, and then I saw that flavor. I saw the curry flavor. I thought, I can't pass this up, we have to try them. So, we're opening them up. Oh, I I am going to like these, aren't I? Oh, they smell great. Oh, that's nice. You know, it smells like a... Oh, they're delightful. Wow, you just went straight in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really. The Golden Wonder aren't great crisps, but. What What else is a curry flavored crisp? There aren't many, are there? No, it's a great flavor. So, in this episode, we're going to be talking to Michael Monk about the crisp. If some of you don't know what that is, it's a. Well, most of you probably won't. It's a crisp that was found in 2009 in the shape of aviators, which I still have, the same color. If you ever wonder what's in crisps, you know, if there's preservatives in them, a potato will not rot if it's produced by walkers. <laughs> so we're talking about the crisp with its founder, Michael Monk, and uh, this is an overspill episode. <coughs> and that's about it, really. Yeah, you've done well. So welcome to the episode. Hope you enjoyed part one, just like Grease or The Godfather or Superman or what's a good two? Rocky 2 is quite boring, and all oh, you're cutting onions. Wayne's World. Wayne's World 2 is a remake, really, of Wayne's World 1. Denied. So Time Alone 2 is a remake. Yeah, but then you can say that all of them are... What do you mean? You could say that any sequels are... Well, Superman 2 is a lot slimmer than 1, and 1 and 2 were made at the same time, so I think that's the most similar thing we have here. Nero before Zod! And I don't feel like Superman 1 and 2 were made as a franchise like they are now. They make the films now to cut costs all together yeah. and then cut them up into three shit films. You like Ghostbusters 2, do you? Uh, yeah, Vigo. He's Vigo the Yes. It's not a children's movie, is it? No, it's fucking yeah, scary. It's, yeah, really Ghostbusters scary. 2 is bloody yeah. scary. He's Vigo! You're like the buzzing of flies to him! I probably had nightmares about that. We, you wouldn't have that picture now, Vigo the Carpathian. No fucking way. Not in a million. All right, so yes, um, part two of the Crisp podcast, Bev with Dev. Check out Chalk Farm Folk. June 27th. Live at the Monarch. Who's sponsoring this episode? Well, the first episode was sponsored by Monster Munch. I think this episode is sponsored by Golden Wonder. So this is an 80s brand. Well, not necessarily. They're just still going. They're limping along, like you know, Wimpy or whatever. They've made it. They're still going. You know, like W. H. Smith is still going. But you won't find them in like a Sainsbury's. Well, you found them. Where did you find them? Little. <laughs> little by little, gave you everything you ever dreamed of. All right. Any song you're into at the moment that we can play? Oh, the new, the new Savannah single. Yeah. What? From the album? There's a new um, EP by Emily's band, Savannah's Out, and here's the lead single. It's called... What, Savannah? Savannah. <laughs> Savannah by the Savannahs. We'll, we'll be back in a sec. One, two, three, four. 
Sitting at St. Pancras where a man can clear his mind Chaos in a shell of iron and glass Just like you it's beautiful and seemingly secure and like you have was never built to last Started with a road map now we're following the sun Life we had back east Driving us in circles Several feet above the ground Afraid if we touch down Then I might find the guts to leave And I'd say, come, come Savannah, won't you? Come, come Savannah, won't you? Come, come Savannah, won't you? Books so I can try to understand I know there are some things you can't control There are things that you have done with perfect clarity No man in his right mind would stay and know Once you start to empathize There is no clean escape If we want out back if you're wondering what that is it's the sound of hard rush hour hard rush hour holborn to liverpool street monday 6 p.m the war somebody's passed out in liverpool street tube station it's not surprising also i had a colonic on friday which has affected me it made me very irritable just a short anecdote before i meet michael what happened is that 
this woman didn't speak very good English I was a little bit late it was raining like it's been for the past what seems like three months here um, she stuck the thing in my ass. She turned the water on. Then she freaked out and went, There's something wrong with the water. And then legged it out of the room and just left me with my ass hanging out. And then some other bird came in and said, No, it's completely fine. And I had a stressy woman. And since then, I've been quite irritable. So I've just bought some yakol and downed it. And it's disgusting. But it might all be in my mind. Anyway, be back in two secs. Special guest. And we have the crisp in my pocket right now. Hopefully, it's not crushed from the commute. At Golden Wonder. We've taken a fresh look at our potato crisps. They're tastier, crunchier, and sealed fresh in the bag. So take a fresh look at Golden Wonder Potato Crisps. Welcome back. Here we are. Where are we? Broadgate Circle. The botanist is where it's at. I'm here with Michael Monk, Michelle Lemoyne, Nate Bomb. It's been a stressful commute. Post-colonic, I'm a different person. So what I was going to do was get crisp facts up and just read them to you, and we're just yeah. going to chat about them. Before you do that, I'll just say uh, that the botanist is not where it's at. It was just, <laughs> it was just the sort of closest, most convenient place for what you need to do. With some M&S salt and vinegar twist, two pints of Guinness, and a thick kitchen salad illegally eaten. Our source here is The Telegraph, an article in April 2011. The first crisp recipe was created by George Crumb in Saratoga Springs, New York. In August 1853, he called them Saragota chips. Saratoga chips. Saratoga Springs, sorry. So did you know that crisps were American? I didn't. No. I kind of figured that just everyone would do their own variation of a crisp. Like, sandwiches weren't invented in one place, were they? The first crisp recipe, it says. Yeah. George Crumb. Not that many people make crisps at home, though, do they? Have you ever? No, have you? No, I don't even... I barely make sandwiches. Worked as a hunter, guide and cook. Became renowned for his culinary skills after hiring Moon's Lake House on Saratoga Lake near blah, blah, blah. He died in Malta. It doesn't really... Does it say he's the inventor of the crisp? I don't know, but I'd like to think that on his sort of dying days in Malta that he just, you know, was there in his seersucker swimming shorts and was just chomping down on some homemade crisps in the sun and just thought, you know what, this is enough. And then just (laughs) fell asleep in the afternoon sun and now he's in crisp heaven. Have you been to Malta? No. I'm interested. Popeye world is all right. I'm interested in uh, Malta because... it's, it's nice. kind of in a. It's it supposedly as a great white shark nursing ground, sort of in that general area. In 1926, look. So we don't know if that's true. I don't believe that myself. Look it up at home. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. I feel like what if you were to, what would you say, crisps? What country made them? Would you get? Would you guess? I think everyone made them. A bit like how cavemen probably had a fire, had some leftover meat, and thought, you know what. Clive just throw that bit of meat before it rots on the fire and then they started to smell it and they were like that smells pretty good, we should just cook our meat for now and then the barbecue was born and cooked meat I think, you know, oh, man, you when, know everything. when the uh, <laughs> when the cavemen were like farming potatoes, I reckon they just sort of were going, oh they're too, too hard if you eat them whole so let's slice them up with our cave axes really thin slices and they're better and then I reckon they just thought like the meat why don't we just try and heat them up because everything's better like that 
and then I reckon all around the world you know everyone just started doing it it was just the thing the right thing to do do you think George Crumb was just a salesman his name ain't even Crumb um I don't know I, I'd like to think he did invent um crisps because I feel quite attached to him now after I painted that picture of him in the sun in Malta all right got his back so in 1926, Laura Clough Scudder came up with the idea of selling crisps in individual portions in sealed waxed paper bags. Is that interesting? What year? 1926. That's when they started bagging them. Yeah, I'd like to see the designs. My cross-eyed? No. I'm looking at your glasses more. See, the only, anyway. the only ones that I don't have... A lot's happened since my last instalment. I've had the colonic, which has washed out all the good vibes of me. I've now had a glasses test, and I've got the biggest glasses on earth, but they're the only ones with my right prescription, but they make me feel like I'm having a brain aneurysm. And I'm going to do a segment, I'm going to do a podcast with the people from but I don't feel it's going to represent their brand very well, because although they've given me the right prescription, I don't go cross-eyed. The glasses are slightly leery, and with this hat, I'd probably, I just do look a bit shoreditch, you know? I don't think they're going to let you do a segment. And They were loving me. Really? Yeah, it was awesome. All oh, right. But I th- think that's why I bought those glasses, because I was loving them. It was like, I should those be working glasses. there. No, the, the big, chunky, one oh, right. cane things. I like the big ones. Should we talk about your history? Like, who are you for the purpose of this? Or do you want to remain a bit of a secret, a bit of an enigma? Or yeah, like- I'd rather be a bit of an enigma, to be honest. But, you know, I am someone that loves crisps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your favourite flavour and make? I can't remember the brand, but I know that it's... Uh, I'm quite a fan of the ridged crisps. Um, cause the get, McCoys? No, not McCoys. Um, they're like... Tyrell? Yeah, it might be Tyrell's uh, cheese and pickled onion. Bit of a repeater, but they're pretty good. Oh, so cheese and pickled onion in one flavour because they usually save pickled onion. Yeah. Pickled onion's not usually a side. Like the Monster Munch are full pickled onion. Yeah. There's a lot of Monster Munch in. Yeah, Monster Munch are good. What flavour? Uh, beef. Yeah, me too. Everyone knows it's beef. I don't even remember Flaming Hot back in the day. I think they just reintroduced. Well, didn't even reintroduce it. I think they introduced Flaming Hot. They oh, still exist. Nostalgia wave. They weren't. I never had. Flaming Hot when I went off after my swimming lessons and stuff. I still Flaming Hot still exists in the uh, Lidl variation. Little by little, gave you everything you ever of. So I have been on the wagon as well, but me and Monk have been drinking partners or buddies or whatever for 20 years, right? There was no chance. Mind you, would you, you'd have been able to not have a pint, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's me. It's my problem. Okay, so the next fact. <laughs> That's the sound of my zip, not my ass. Right, the world's largest bag of crisps was made in Ohio, US, in 2003, and it weighed 1,085 pounds and 8 ounces. It's pretty good. Ohio is one of my favourite uh, US states. Nah, I'm not so into I'll Ohio. Just like Fuck to say it. Big up to the Ohio crew if anyone's listening. But it would be there. But that's not the fattest state, is it? What's the fattest state? It's like. Uh, it's not. It's not Alabama. It's something beginning with M. There's one in the South where they're well fat. West Virginia. Oh, what, as in fattest people? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant fattest as in the biggest state. Oh, the biggest state is Texas, isn't it? Yeah, I was thinking Texas or Washington. Or California. I haven't got a clue. 
Alaska, the land that I love. But Ohio is a pretty big state. I've never been. Neil Young did a good song about it, but that was mainly about murder. Big bag of crisps was created there. Anyway. Fucking hell, they're all about this. The largest actual crisp was created on June 3rd, 1991 by food engineers for Procter & Gamble, so it's a gimmick. Then owners of Pringles. It measured 25 by 14 inches and weighed 5.4 ounces. Yeah, that's not that great. I sh- maybe should have read this article before we did this. Do you prefer big crisps or small crisps? A big crisp is decent if they're crunchy. And you can just eat it, like, do a little half. Yeah. With those big walker sensations, sometimes you just, like, do a little... I quite like Pringles as well, though, because you can put them in your mouth and bite them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But at the moment, I like these sticks that Lidl do that are sour cream and onion. Yeah. I can eat a whole bag. Do you know them? They're not, like, the crunchy... Like fries. Yeah, they're not chip sticks. They're just really... Snappy. Snappy, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know the ones. I've got quite a small mouth, though, so sometimes when I have big crisps, which is my preference... I like stick them in my mouth and cut the sides of my mouth like a Chelsea smile. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever witnessed Chelsea smile? You're from Walton, right? <laughs> no. No, that was We're pretty... from violent upbringing, so. Yeah. Not like parent-wise, but like at school, they weren't that great. Yeah, People were talking... You've got mates a bit... So... You've got a mate that bit someone's cheek off, for example. Yeah. All right, next fact. Um, He's got a kid now, next generation. Yeah, next generation of cheek biters. Cheek biters are us. Crisps are generally 51 by 1 thousandths of an inch thick. Ridged versions are traditionally four times as thick as non ridged versions. So that's a good shout out blind for you. So you like ridged crisps, yeah. and they are four times as thick well, as I a like regular all, crisp. I like, all, I like all crisps. Oh, you're not racist yeah, for no. crisps. Not when it comes to crisps. I don't like Golden Wonder, though. Crisps were found in 69% of lunchboxes packed for kids in the UK in 2006. That's not great, is it? Depends how much fruit was in there. What are the ratios? I had times at school, because, like, I never liked butter. And my dad used to make these ham sandwiches of butter. White bread, not toasted, one slice of ham and loads of butter. And I used to just throw it away and carry on playing football. But I ate the crisps. I had crisps for lunch for about five years. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I used to have quite a lot of crisps. You know, you think it's food until you're about maybe with me, thirty-three. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It's just kind of when you get a secondary school and you can actually have chips, as in, what do they call them in America? Like fries. Well, they call them like you know in the, you know you have sausage and chips for lunch. That was preferable to crisps crisps were like dessert or starters i will say this to the american listeners what it is is that when you're in an irish pub or british pub or in a pub in new york or whatever la you have sausage and chips they know that it's fries that are thick but they if you say chips to them oh let's go get some chips they think it's crisps they call them potato chips, but then they just like refer to it as chips. They also refer to tortilla chips as chips, so it's very confusing. So what do they call our chips? If you go into a pub and just say fish and fries or something. But fish and chips is a dish to them. Right. Just like having a burrito is, though. It's our slang. So they know what that is. Well, if you want a bowl of chips with ketchup, what do they call that? They'd have to say potato chips. But yeah, they'd say fries. Fries is what it is for them, whether it's thick or thin. Fries, chips, oh, I yeah. Some gloves. 
I've got that thing on the side of my mouth where like I can't laugh too much. Otherwise I'd be pissing myself. <laughs> Why don't you like Golden Wonder? What's the story? I just think they're too thin and flimsy. So they're, they're not very they're, salty. They're not crispy. Well they used to be the Pepsi to Coke what Golden Wonder was to Walkers. They were the opponent in the eighties and nineties and they just got taken over by all these gourmet crisps in the last ten years. Yeah. But Golden Wonder, who owns them? I think it's maybe KP Snacks. I won't look it up. I'm not gonna be millennial about this, apart from the fact that I am reading the website. The carbon footprint of a packet of Walker's crisps is 75 grams. Walker's crisp labels its cheese and onion bags crisps with a carbon footprint. Great. Walker's produces 10 million packs of crisps every day and more than 350,000 tonnes of potatoes a year. Any good? I prefer Lay's. Well, they are the same company. Pretty much. But they taste different. Yeah? How so? Lay's are amazing. <laughs> you prefer Lay's? Yeah, I couldn't get excited. You can't get you can't get Lay's in the UK unless it's in a world food aisle or a sort of world food shop or something. And uh, I remember when I went to my cousin's wedding in Cyprus, putting an order ahead because my mum had gone like six hours before us and we were getting in quite late. And she had messaged us saying, oh, I'm in the supermarket. I've got Lay's. Do you, wanna, do you want me to get you anything? And she meant, like, a bottle of gin or something like that. And we were just like, get us a few bags of Lay's. And then when we got to our room, you know, you usually have chocolate on your pillow or something like that. My mum um, had got the maid to put two bags of Lay's on our pillows, like the big ones. Cool. I used to like um, they're just, ruffles. They're, Lays are crispier, the flavours are better, I think it's a higher quality potato as so well. So you could live in America crisp-wise? I'm, well, I'm speaking about European Lays. I, don't, oh. I haven't had Lays in the United States. And if you haven't had Lays in, uh, in Europe, particularly France, Spain or Italy, I thoroughly recommend it. I particularly like the paprika flavour. See, I would have thought the Italians invented crisps. I don't know why. The, in a European country, they all serve it, and like it's a different culture about it, isn't it. They're all kind of ready salted flavour. Came from the Romans. Yeah, I just don't think. I don't think we invented it either. It doesn't matter who invented it. But um, Lays. Oh yeah. Quick plug. There's a band called Ben Joseph and the Laylos. I've just booked him to play, so I'm going to suggest that for that night, in honour of this podcast, they should call themselves Ben Joseph and the Lays. And if you get there before 8.30 and when you order your first pint, if you use the secret code George Crumb, you'll also get a free pack of crisps. Really? <laughs> okay, we got to take a break now because we're 15 minutes in. Is there a tune that you want to play? What song reminds you of crisps? Well, what song would you put on if you were to walk away now anyway? <laughs> Cast Walk Away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cast, here we go.
Right, welcome back. Michael Monk also has a podcast. Is it going to see the light of day? But we did a couple of episodes in 2016. And I was just saying, busy lives. You got family and shit. <laughs> um, shall we carry on with that? Is that a project? What's, what is it? As you can tell by the delivery of my lines so far, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> so I find it very difficult, you know. We've done a couple of episodes. And I'm not. I'm a, I'm a sketch artist. Well, you just kind of get on. No, I am. I'm not saying that. You, like that. you get on with it. Um, whereas I... Excessively finish things. Whereas I don't really sort of finish anything, which I guess is um, a good segue into the crisp because there are many, many regrets... You know, and things about what the crisp did and didn't do. But, you know, we can get on to that shortly. But right, let's yeah, go on to that. What's it, your podcast? It, it's going to... No forehead's going to happen. And I've, what, I've got the format now. I know the format. Should we become members of a members club and we could meet in a quiet environment, do it every Monday? Or, like, a, a Monday every month? Yeah, totally. So, anyway, in 2009, we were hungover in a pub and we were eating crisps, share bag. I've never been much of a sharer, but Sam Rimbo was with us and he opened the bag up. Or was it you? I bought the bag. It was your creation. Steak and onion. And I'm just unveiling it right now. We're getting a roast. We'd been out, I think, Friday and Saturday night. And we were getting a, getting a Sunday roast to cure our souls. And obviously, any good roast you got to wait for. So in the wait to um you know satisfy our hunger and salt deficiencies i ordered a bag of beef crisps with the um three pints guinness is salt deficiency a thing yeah do we need salt yeah what happens if you don't have enough salt you explode (laughs) you are you too hydrated because salt dries you out right yeah but you, uh, I, I, I don't know. Why do I eat so much crisps? Because I ate an entire little bacon crispies packet yesterday, like the ones like that. Salt is Moorish. Yeah, I wasn't even drinking, and then I went to the gym. It was stupid. I had to do another like six minutes on the treadmill to try and dent that. It's good. But do you know that the calories you burn is is nothing when you're pumping iron or whatever. Like this crisps here, what calories are these? I suppose we burn it just by living. Is that what happens? Yeah, I mean, you just got. We smashed up. 80 grams of MS salt and vinegar swirlies. You just got to have them not before you go to bed. There's 70 grams of fat in that shit. Have them before you go to work, and then you'll burn them off over the course of the day. What's your crisp choice at work? Lunchtime. Beef hula hoops. Yeah, man, that is a grab bag. Yeah. Yeah. Sainsbury's. Um, this is as good as life gets post 30 We used to beat people We used to be in a band I do like beef hula hoops so yeah. They're good uh, I think it's, But I think it's the nostalgia though I think I, I don't think they're my favourite But I eat them and it reminds me of being a kid And then um, so do KP Skips How do you feel about the, the grab bag The hoops are slightly bigger um, I prefer them to be small they have a better sort of snap on them when you bite down on them. Yeah, those big ones are, yeah. But, you know, I understand them branching out because when, um, what was it that branched out? Oh, yeah, Maltesers, when they made the bar or, you know, the little one that comes in the mega box or whatever, it was a completely different animal. 
it wasn't just honeycomb it was chocolate with honeycomb like dashed in it do you know what i mean for what maltesers, maltesers. they changed the game with their snack maltesers box. is malt though not honeycomb crunchies honeycomb isn't right, it yeah yeah well but, it was malt but i know what you right mean the, the what yeah what the bunny rabbit thing yeah there's that as yeah well. that's awful they're branching out you just want maltesers don't you so people our age know what a malteser is but do you reckon like a 21 year old thinks a malteser might be that bunny yeah right so anyway we're deviating but probably in a good way the crisp yeah so two, february 2009 and now in front of us is a harmonica box with i quite like my own writing i mean that looks like something you'd find in an antique shop and go what is this this fucking thing i could sell this shit this is one of the most interesting things i've done this and the albums yeah this is um by far the most captivating thing that ever came into my life so until 2009 (laughs) (laughs) all right so i'm opening the box it's a g harmonica box we're going to take a look at it So I'll put a picture on some sort of website, but it's still the same fucking colour as February 2009. It's any picture you see of it. If you go on Facebook and put in The Legend of the Crisp, I did uh, some sort of Facebook group in 2010 with like a thousand pictures of it, and it's still exactly the same colour in 2018. It's a lot smaller than I remembered it. Yeah, that's what my mum said. My mum gave it to me. It's been in my parents' house. There it is. Look. Where's the glue on it? I did glue. It looks all right now, doesn't it? You can't tell, side. man. because you glued it on that side. Oh, look, it's the bit I'm holding. The glue has faded with the crisp. So, on this this way up, it looks good, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks amazing. So, basically, yeah, I went to Hong Kong, Singapore, Australia, New Zealand. I lived in Canada for three months and worked in a jeans store and had this thing with me all the time. Then I went to New York and I went to Washington with it. I went to Philadelphia blah 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 california but the night i met emily it strangely got retired and i don't really know why this is maybe this part of my humor died but what happened at the inception because you're the founder officially i just remember i hope you don't blow away right now so. yeah i just remember i just remember sitting down with the bag of crisps and sort of opening the bag and then just pointing it in your direction to sort of share it out and then I think you took one, Rimbo took one, and then I sort of pulled one out and the end of the crisp was sort of sticking out and I pulled it and it was like the, you know, in Spaceballs where it just kind of keeps going at the beginning, the ship. It was not entirely like that, but I pulled it out and I was like, oh, that's a pretty weird shape And because it, it got really thin and then it went out, <laughs> out again. I mean, it's amazing. But you noticed it. I think most people would have just eaten it immediately and not even noticed, including be, me. That should be in the Tate Modern, in the turbine a little bit. Well, just, I went round the world of it and didn't do a lot apart from put it in front of girls' faces to get chatting to. But I did speak to Lays and Walkers on email. And I said, what about this? I told them the whole story, found this in London. I've been to 15 countries with it. I've taken a thousand photos of it in front of people's faces. And back then I had a camera that didn't either zoom in on the crisp or their face. It just did it in one sort of collage. Now with these iPhones, I think it would focus in on that and you wouldn't be able to see what's behind it. So it's a magical moment that can't be repeated probably. 
I was kind of angry it got broken, but it still looks great. That there's no way you could fake that. That is no Bigfoot. It got broken in London, and London always breaks me, so it's quite symbolic, yeah. I think. I think it looks great. It was broken in Piccadilly Circus when I was actually doing a London landmark crisp photo shoot, which didn't need to happen. And I think that was like late 2010, after I'd already been to a lot of places with it. So yeah, is that it? Do you think it still tastes of beef? No, if you smell it, it doesn't smell it. Get away from that. Looks like it's got veins. Yeah, it's weird. It's veiny on the bigger uh, lens. It's like a fat woman's boobs. I like how it's broken in that bit. So it's almost like it's trying to be even more realistic. But when there's so much has happened with this thing, it's amazing. (coughs) I mean, I think it was a great. I think it was a really great tool for um, for your travels because it could still be alive. I mean, it still could. I feel like it was the kind of thing in the moment that the coffee books and all of that stuff, the um, TV series, the world tour. I should make a book of this, the animation right? Animation series, all of that. Is that were they the plans? Yeah, and then you <laughs> just yeah, and then you just took it travelling with you. But I think you know we could you, still make a coffee table you, book. You met a bunch of people. Yeah. And I think it's a great tool to kind of engage strangers. The only person I let hold it was Ryan Adams. Yeah. Control freak right there. He went, only if I hold it. I mean, if, it's, if, I, didn't, if I didn't know the, that the crisp mm. um, and a stranger came up to me, I generally don't like most people, let alone strangers, but if a stranger came up to me on the train and just said, I've got a crisp that's the shape of a pair of sunglasses can I take a picture of you holding them imposed on your face like a pair of sunglasses I would probably ask for their number and put them on my best friend list yeah (laughs) yeah me too life should be more like that you know but you hope for more you said I should have done more with this shit yeah done it with cops done it with uh, you know the army and that and then there's a crisp as well yeah I mean, the crisp should have done a tour of duty, for sure. It can still happen. It's still in very good shape. <laughs> it's nearly ten years old, this thing. This I mean, made me the most popular guy in Manhattan. I mean, this, the, the sort of brown bits on the rim that would sit on your nose, Yeah. That, that is actually potato skin, isn't it? Yeah. And there. So imagine what shape it would have been as a whole potato. I mean... Deformed. It's a... It's amazing. But let that be a message that you, you can never be anyone else. You've got to be yourself. This crisp, if he was trying to be a fully formed crisp, he'd have been just another loser crisp. I but, mean, I, I also like the uh, cotton pads <laughs> in the case yeah, that are kind of keeping it protected. I had I mean, priorities back then. I'm so surprised it snapped. <laughs> no, it snapped. I think I dropped it in Piccadilly Circus Station, one of the entrances. Okay. So Good. what do you think? Should we do something with it? I might go to Greece with it. We're going to Greece next. And I'm going to go to Japan. I might bring it back. Fuck it. Yeah. Do you want it? You travel a lot. You got some holidays lined up? We've both made it now. So we can really become proper crisp photographers. Services. Could do. I don't know. 
But then, because I'm thinking the coffee table book. I think it'd be the ultimate coffee table book because you know when you go into like the world's changed now and everyone from sort of Sainsbury's to uh, like you know Borders to Marks and Spencers I mean what I'm saying is everyone does all of these books like coffee table books you know and they're all about log cabins Scandinavian design all of that kind of stuff or like Eames chairs or um this is a pretentious it's funny you know this is if I was looking at all of that stuff I'd be like oh great another fucking log cabin toilet book or whatever do you know what I mean by log cabin toilet book you know yeah um when you lay in a log (laughs) yeah but you know Designy kind of post-colonic pretentious stuff post-colonic purely um, you know this I'd probably I'd buy a coffee table book of the crisp like in action and be like they definitely won't have that I mean I've made a few albums that have cost about four grand each so this book even if it was hardback probably wouldn't cost that a run of a hundred we'll crowdfund it and do a podcast yeah. about... Yeah, Why don't these fuckers does, get a hand in a podcast? Crowd, does crowdfunding... Re- how crowdfunding works? I've never done it. Yeah, we'll do it. Well, I've always thought when you ask people, people to crowdfund your album, you're not a musician, you're asking for money. People will do it. Yeah, a tenner each here and there. I just need, like, 300 quid, and we'll make it softback. Yeah. No, we'll get hardback. <laughs> Alright, so that's that. And is there anything else with the crisp episode before it gets too cold out here? Um, Interesting mirroring with the first ever episode Jack Joseph band when it was too cold to be podcasting. I'm just really happy uh, to see the crisp again. I know, so, that sorted me out a little bit. You laughed. You yeah. loved it when you saw it. Yeah. Thanks to my mum, she's looked after it. It's they like, could have thrown that away. It's like Toot and Carmoon, mum. I do like the original... Because then we went to a few pubs and we were taking pictures of it in front of Graham Sunez. We were into Graham Sunez at the time. Yeah. Not literally. So that was the big thing that day. And a girl was hanging out of us and she thought she was going to get a leg over her. And I don't know why. I think we were all fucking single and we still wanted to get rid of her. Do you remember yeah. that day? Do you know what I remember more? Is that um, <clears throat> one of her mates had um, really long hair. And he was chatting to me. And was I, she with uh, people? I yeah, she was with a couple of guys. And I just thought, oh, you know, these guys are pretty friendly. And they were finding the crisp quite amusing as we were. And then this guy's... The chat was just getting darker and darker. And I couldn't really understand what he was going on about. And then he pulled his hair off. And he was basically wearing a long-haired wig. I got one of them at work. I need to get that out, actually. Yeah, and then he... Um, and then he was just basically going yeah look at you with your with your long hair and I haven't fucking got any and I, I just, and I just, and I just thought, thought was he on the chemo highway no he was just bald and he was really fucked off about it but I just thought <laughs> god it's not my bloody fault have you have you not seen my receding hairline I've got my own issues man Stone Newington's changed but, but that's what I remember more than the uh, I don't remember that shit yeah I don't know if I was sort of what well, he had like a cap on and a wig attached to it no <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a cap. He just had, like, a long wig on, like, long-haired wig. I might start wearing a wig. Have you seen this photo of me with the wig on? Yeah, it's good. I might unveil that for... Because when we do this gig on the... I'm not vlogging it again, but... On June 27th. We've got this gig. I'm going to do a little John Lennon set with the Mill Island Band. I've been meaning to do it for years. 
I'm gonna, I've got the wig now and the glasses. So anyway, come to see me in a wig playing music. And don't forget the password. George Crumb before 8.30. You have to say it to me, though, not at the bar. That means... Just- I think that might disappear that idea unless this podcast really takes fire we've got lists we've got company now so has this made it more awkward is it over yeah it's probably done but thanks for having me anything else you want to say about crisps not really just keep trying all the flavours you can and you know a bit like life yeah exactly it's quite a good metaphor smell every flavour and bite it yeah smell every flavour and share as well and then get married yeah um <laughs> look out for no forehead podcast coming soon thanks to michael monk crisp episode over and out bonjour ciao all right bill all right all right come in where you been oh rounding about you know yeah you no know, special oh uh, yeah. yeah oh what you been down bearwood yeah that's yeah. right i looked in down there uh, yeah what the little nibble yeah that's it yeah uh, you see anybody down there any, any mutual friends or acquaintances or anything down there no not really there's no one no about one down there, there. no one mm. no. What were we all talking about when I came in? What, you mean just now? Yeah, just as I walked in. Well, just, you know, just different things, really, you know. Um, nothing specific, you know? Nah. Nah. Nothing special. No, no central thing, no. Yeah? Yeah. You weren't talking about me, were you? About you? Yeah, me. No, honestly, I, no, no. I don't know where you got that idea from. Are you sure? Ah, oh, look, you know, we, we talked about different things, but, you know, we never mentioned you, honestly. Yeah. No, you don't have to worry about that, Bill. Oh, sorry. No, no, your name wasn't mentioned. I know what you're all talking about. Oh, you do? Yeah. I know. Yeah, I, how's that then? Come on, tell me. Tell you what, what, what tell you, you what? like? Who? You know. Who? Who like? You know what I mean. I know what you mean, but... What you like? What she like Well you know the kind of people that put crease in their olive Oh yeah, sure The time that <coughs> Like tongue and cheek Indeed I do
Yeah. Uh, well, I really like these snowbikes. You don't. 